Hey everybody, I'm Sam. I'm Marcus. And we are the Dream Dudes because we haven't thought of a better name yet. And today, <laughs> what? Can I just be, for now? Let's can I be our thing? Like our like. Oh, our like, thing. Yeah, what's, like what's, as, what's as in like as in like. That's the name we have until we have a better one. Right. So yes. we, we just keep like we keep stating that this is our name. Mm-hmm. We're not super satisfied with it. Yeah. But for now, we are the Dream Dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yes, that can be our thing, Marcus. Yes, that's going to be our thing. Uh, I'm going by Marcus, and I don't know who George Fernow is. Uh, that persona died. Yeah, yeah. We're going to drop George Fernow, and I'm just going to continue to be uh, Sam. And today, for the first time, we have a guest. Uh, I will um, have our guest introduce himself. Hi, I'm Mark. And that's all you're going to get to know about Mark. <laughs> Other than that, Mark is a great friend, and that he is allowing us to use... His recording space. He has his own video podcast, which we will um, we're going to talk about in another show. Very exciting stuff. And uh, Mark, this is quite a quite a setup you've got here. Thank you. I you know do you remember there was a couch here? No. Yeah, there was a couch here. I believe you though. Thank you. (laughs) And I I gave the couch away to some friends who needed a new couch. So because I had this in my living room and it was such a pain tearing it down and putting it back up in my living room, then I'm like, wait a minute, I have enough room in my office. Let's just keep it up and make this my permanent studio in the office, which is great. What I wanted it in the first place. Yeah, Yeah. it looks excellent. So for those of you uh, who can't see, which is all of you, there's a, we've got a monitor here. We've got a computer. We've got a green screen behind us. We've got lighting. If we wanted to do a video podcast, it's uh it's impressive. This is a lot better than the uh, Capital One office. Yes. Yeah. The acoustics <laughs> in the Capital One building were yeah. just not ideal um, for recording. All right. Uh, so for our premiere episode, Marcus and I just kind of winged it and uh, we were all over the place. We're going to try something different this episode. We're going to actually have a topic. So today's topic uh, is dreams we've had that have a special meaning for us. Uh, there's all kinds of dreams. People have dreams that are premonition dreams. People have crazy psychedelic fever dreams. Uh, and then there are dreams that that stick with us or are special for one reason or another. Mm. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, so I have a dream. I have a dream. What, are you Martin Luther King? I am. I was just going to say the same thing. Wow, we're here with royalty. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you guys picked up what I yeah. was putting down. Yeah. That's, that's, I was hoping somebody would say that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Sorry, carry on as you were, citizen. That's all good, citizen. I thought I was in okay. Well, I guess technically. I mean, you can't do that. Wait, is he you're, Citizen Kane now? You're white. You can't do that. Oh. oh they don't know I'm more well, than now. Now they do. Now they do. Thanks, man. <laughs> So, uh, we're gonna get canceled <laughs> <laughs> before it starts. <laughs> before you get started. Uh, just kidding. All that, whatever, all you just heard was a joke. Okay. <clears throat> yes. Good. Now so, that we've got that straightened out and everybody's, yeah. um, everybody's on board, let's, uh, let's get this train moving. Yeah. Um, so, wow. How do I, how do I pivot from that? Cause my, my <laughs> special dream, the dream that I had is, um, it involves my mom. It's a very different kind of. Uh, it's coming from a very different place than our, mm-hmm. than our than our jokey stuff here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to pivot here a little bit. Yeah. Um, back in 2007, my mom had a stroke, which was 
quite a surprise given that she was 58, had done aerobics her entire life, uh, was, as far as we knew, fit, healthy, etc. Um, and she had a massive stroke and was unconscious for about three days before she passed. But during that time, <clears throat> I had what I'll call dreams uh, about her, but there was one in particular that felt like it was something um, more than a dream. It, it, was, it was a different kind of experience. And I wanted to talk about that. And then I also wanted to talk about uh, some, some dreams I had about her too. So um, when she had the stroke, I don't remember the day of the week. Let's just say it was a Thursday. Um, she had the stroke on Thursday. Uh, we took her to the hospital. She was there overnight. I left and drove her car back home. And <clears throat> at around, I don't know, two or three in the morning, there was a knock on the door and I opened the door and there was my mom. And I'm shocked. And the first thing I ask her is, how did you get home? Because I, I drove her car. And so I'm thinking, did somebody drive you? And like, who drives you at two in the morning? And, and also, like, didn't you have a stroke? What's going on? And uh, she thought for a minute and she's like, honestly, I don't know how I got here. I don't know. And I was like, okay, we'll, we'll come in. And we sat on the couch. And so I'm thinking, okay, this was something else happened to her. This wasn't a stroke. This was something else, obviously, because she's standing here talking. And we were on the couch and talking and she said, um, she said, you know what I think is going on right now is, is I'm probably still in the hospital, like unconscious and you're dreaming and somehow we are interfacing and communicating. And the way all this whole thing felt to me was very, it was just very neutral. It was matter of fact, like we were having this very, uh, just kind of like fact-based discussion about like, yes, that is probably what's going on, mom. Whereas you'd think it would be more of like, oh my God, and this is amazing and, and, and sad and like all these other emotions. But it was very neutral. And she was kind of like a little out of sorts and kind of, um, I don't know if dazed is the right word, but, but just seemed like she also wasn't very sure on what was going on. She didn't know how she got there. Uh, she did have enough, have enough um, of her senses to be able to kind of go, I, th I think I'm not really here and you're probably dreaming. And, and I don't remember the, con the rest of the content of what we talked about, but it was, it was banal. Like, not what you would think two people in that situation would be talking about, but that's how, that's how it was. And... Um, I woke up from that dream and just like, you know, devastated because I remembered what, you know, what the real situation was. And also very like, I felt like I had been visited. It was very interesting. And mom and I had always been interested in that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, it was, it was very different, very different from a regular dream. So that was my, my sort of like, dream non-dream experience you know it felt like it was something more than that and uh, a couple more days went by and and she she never regained consciousness and eventually passed away and it was shortly after that that I had another 
this one was more like felt like a dream to me. So <clears throat> in this one, uh, I was on a beach with my mom and we were in a glass restaurant and I was facing the ocean and she was facing, you know, toward what I guess would be like the parking lot or something. And from my view, I'm seeing my mom, she's in a sundress. Um, again, everything is glass. The sun is setting. It's very serene. And we're just kind of sitting there, like neither one of us is eating. Um, and then I can see in the distance, there's this enormous wave that's starting to rise, like a tsunami sized wave, huge. And very quickly, it reaches us. And before I can get her out of the way, it slams into the restaurant and it's just like swirling water and glass. And I'm freaking out because my mom had scoliosis her whole life. When she was younger, she got the polio shot. And this was before they had really worked out all the kinks and she got polio from it. And the end result for her was, um, muscles around her back atrophied and that made it so that her spine was like an S and you couldn't tell from looking at her but uh, that was flashing through my mind about like oh her back must be you know getting all twisted up and I'm just so concerned about her welfare and the waters recede and I'm like where's my mom where's my mom and I'm looking around and I'm soaking wet and just like cut and covered in sand and ocean water and there she is standing there perfectly dry, totally fine, with just this kind of like serene look on her face. And I'm like, how are you not wet? How are you not broken into a million pieces? And before I could say anything, another one of these fucking waves comes up and I run for her and I, I pick her up and I start running with her and the, the wave's getting closer and I'm running and she just calmly looks at me while I'm running and says, you know, I can run too. And so I set her down and she starts running with me and we outrun the wave and the wave like, you know, kind of touches our toes and then recedes. And that was the end of the dream. And when I woke up, I had this, I, I, the meaning kind of flooded me and mm. I was crying and I just, for me, what the meaning was, um, I, I saw in that dream that I, I felt on a, on a deep, like, psychological level that somehow I, I could have prevented the stroke or it was somehow I... I mean, as, as strange as it sounds, it's like I was at fault or I could have done something to have prevented it. There was a lot of um, guilt and shame I was feeling in that dream that I couldn't save my mom. Um, and her comment when she said, you know, I can run too... It, the feeling I got from that was kind of like she was her own person. She made her own choices. Um, one of her choices was to never go see a doctor because doctors freaked her out. We had no idea that she had been walking around with insanely high blood pressure, which we learned when she was in a coma mm -hmm. in, in the hospital. Um, so even in the hospital, sedated and everything, her blood pressure was like flew through, through the roof. And so who knows what it was like during her daily life, you know? <clears throat> and so um, whether or not she somehow was delivering a message to me to kind of let that go, or that was my own psyche working it out so that I could, you know, 
move through it and feel better. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm of the mind that she was a part of it somehow. Mm-hmm. Some aspect of her was a, a player in that. Um, and then one other experience, which isn't, it's not dream related, but it is, it is part of the mom theme. I don't know if it was that morning or shortly after I was in the kitchen and I was, uh, was in the kitchen getting breakfast ready and I had a thought about my mom. She just, just kind of floated in. And at that moment, um, something caught my eye to my left out the kitchen window and I looked over and two hummingbirds zipped into the, the view of the window and they did this little circular like twirl and then floop right out from from view. And my mom's middle name was Joy. And in certain Native American cultures, the hummingbird represents joy. And so that for me, that was always her symbol. And it was just like, man, like right at that moment, that thought floated in about mom. And then mm-hmm. I look and there's those two hummingbirds. And it was just like such a beautiful moment. And that also felt kind of like a visitation to me. So yeah, for me, that that special dream, those special dreams felt like like a combination of, you know, like my psyche working stuff out about my mom. And then also they felt very like visitation like. So, yeah, yeah. that's very cool. That sounds really cool. <laughs> I love that. Um, whenever, okay, so like, it's like, so whenever someone is telling the story, how do you think, how do you think, do you think in pictures or do you think in words? Because like the whole time you're like, you're like describing this dream you had with your mom and I can like literally like just see it like a movie and like I can see like the glass, I can see the glass breaking and everything. That's really cool. Like, so for you, do you like think in pictures or you think in words? The same for you, Mark, too. I tend to think in pictures if I'm if I'm con- consciously making an effort to do that, which I find mm-hmm. helps me kind of stay connected and in tune. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily happen automatically, but yeah. Yeah, I think both. I, I think in pictures and words, depending on like, like for instance, I don't know what his mom looks like. I think yeah. if I knew what his mom looked like or if I had met his mom, then, but because I don't, so the words take over the mm-hmm. picture aspect yeah. and I start to understand, but I know what hummingbirds look like, Yeah. right? And so when he said the hummingbirds, I actually could picture the hummingbirds in a circle going by a window. I mean, you don't have to know specifically what the window looks like, but yeah. you know what a window looks yeah. like. So I think you do both. I think... You know, there is a correlation between it, you know, how much you know of that person or of the situation, or if the same thing happened to you, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm so sorry your mom died like that with a stroke. I don't, I didn't experience a family member, so I can't correlate with someone dying of stroke. Maybe if I had, then I would picture my, my relative in place of your relative. Yeah. 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 Just kind of go along with it. To go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder too, if there's any kind of relationship between people who think in pictures <clears throat> and, and the nature of their dreams. Yeah. Like I wonder if you're a super visual person and yeah. when you talk to people and you see what they mm-hmm. are talking about in your mind's eye, are you the kind of person that has more vivid dreams? I usually or? do have very vivid dreams. So are you, you're a picture person yeah. when people talk? So like, yeah. so like, uh, like you were saying that you didn't know what his mom looked like. So you thought of words, but for me, it was like, I just, my brain just filled it in with some random person. Like I saw a lady with like, with like dark, dark hair. And you said she was wearing a sundress and I saw yellow 
a yellow sundress with some flowers and I saw this like nice little like big old like sun hat yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so it's like my brain fills in the pieces I don't know with yeah. like random things. So like, and when you're saying that you're in a house, I, I saw you're in a kitchen and there was, it was like completely white for some reason. It was completely white and you're sitting there at your island, ta- at your island, um, your island counter yeah. or whatever countertop. Well, I like your kitchen it, better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like, and so when you say you saw these hummingbirds, I picture these tiny green hummingbirds with red beaks and they're just like, this is the thing and like flowing around and like how you describe, they just like flew away. Like I saw, I literally saw everything you were saying. Yeah. Just like really weird. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty vivid. Could you do me a favor next time you, uh, when you describe a story like that, could you use the same sound like? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean that that was pretty cool, Marcus. I mean, yeah, the sound effects with it. That's that's great. I, I, uh, I'm a great storyteller. At some sometimes, like if 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 I can like really see it, then I can like really like tell a story and like do the whole. Man, I need you to be a guest in my classroom because I I teach high school English. Oh, nice, dude! I teach uh, um, freshmen and juniors. I work in special education. Oh, Um, nice. So yeah, and like, sorry to get off topic. I always thought about like if I um, if I ever say oh, if I was ever to teach something that's not special ed. It'll probably be like creative writing or like art or yeah. something. Like, yeah, and I, I can't remember if we talked about this on the first Dream Podcast, but mm-hmm. Marcus Marcus will take dreams and make them the basis for stories. Mm. Oh, yeah, we did have so a lot of that. Yeah, we yeah. Did. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so talking wow. about, you know, um, vivid imagination and dreams mm. and connecting mm-hmm. that to writing. Yeah. yeah, very cool. I also, um, something that I will, like, I want, like, I want to do is that I want to design tattoos. Like, I don't want to be, like, a tattoos artist, but I want to design tattoos. Because, like, I am... Um, so, like, going back to, like, the whole, like, I can see pictures. Like, for example, I had a friend who... There's this lyric from the Lion King movie that he really liked. And it was, like, basically meaning, like, something about the galaxy and the like, stars and you're, like, one... I don't know. But when the whole time he was talking, I pictured a lion and its mane was, like... Its mane looked like the galaxy... And there's just one, one oh, tiny, cool. this one tiny star, and like, and that like represents like the whole like, you're like one in a million. You're not just expecting the galaxy, galaxy or whatever. So I'm like, I wanna like, I wanna like start a business where people are like, mm. hey, I want a tattoo. This is what I'm thinking, and I like, oh yeah, I got you. I'll draw that for you. Oh, that's very. Cool. Yeah. 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 All right, Marcus. Let's anyway. jump in. Let's jump <laughs> over to you. What was your yeah, uh, your special, your dream that had a special meaning yeah. to you? Um, for me, I feel like, um, under high stress, that's when I have like my most vivid dreams. And a lot of my dreams are more like things that came true in the future, which is like, like, unlike you, like yours, like this happened in the past and now I'm dreaming about it. Mine's more like, I had this dream and this is what's going to happen in the future. Ah, so like, uh, like a deja or deja vu. Deja vu, premonition. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of. Yeah. Um, and so, so like backstory, like I, I, I deal with the depression and everything. And, um, I remember my, so my senior year of high school, my parents separated. I was like in a new school and I was like, just not like, I just wasn't in a good headspace. Um, and I remember I had this dream, um, and I remember I had wings and I was like flying around and then there was this little boy, um, and I guess he was, like, by himself, and, like, 
I like took him in and adopted him and and I was like, whoa, I, I like, so I had a dream that like I adopted someone and I'm like, okay, whatever. That was a really weird dream. Um, and so, and how this connects to like the future or whatever it's, I, um, so like one, once I graduated high school, I was just like, I don't know what I'd do in my life. I didn't want to be alive anyway. Um, and so I went and worked at a summer camp for people with disabilities. Um, and like, um, I get there. And, like, my whole world is just, like, like flipped upside down. And I just saw, and I, I saw, like, these group of people that no one cared about. Um, and I felt the same way. It's, like, I, my whole life, I felt like no one cared about me. And now I'm experiencing what it felt like. And so, like, after being at this camp and working with people with disabilities, I, I like, felt like this dream I had was I'm going, like, at some point in my life, I'm going to adopt a kid with special needs. Because, like, the world is not really, like, catered to our friends and it's not built for them. And a lot of them are, like, a lot of them do get aborted or, like, do, like, end up getting put up for adoption. And I'm like, I want, like, just as much as we, like, have a family, we deserve a family, they also, like, deserve that, like, aspect of life. And I'm like, I want to be that person who's, like, given that, that family thing. Um, so, like, the goal is, I don't know how, I don't know what, like, what the time is going to be, but I... My life goal is to adopt a kid with special needs. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, like my yeah, that's I mean that's that's what I got so far. That's like the one dream I always think about a lot, and whenever people think about like dreams that have meaning, that's the first dream mm. I think about. Wow, yeah. So it's a it's a dream about something that that at some point will be realized as a, yeah. a future reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, do you do you talk about being a visual? Do you dream with this? child looks like boy girl okay so okay yes so this boy was black and he was super skinny so like Mm. i i i my dream i dreamt about an african like a a child from africa who's like starving whatever and Mm -hmm. i don't know why like i Mm. i i don't know i it's never like that's never been on my forefront but that's what my Mm. brain placed there do you think it might his him being skinny and starving and from Africa, do you think that's a representation of, of what you were talking about? Like, like this kid is, um, sort of like outcast or yeah. not, not loved or, and that, that sort of is represented by, you know, malnourishment and, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of being in a, a country where there are few resources for them. And so it's like, you're, you're rescuing someone who's in that state, whether it's, and maybe that like that just sort of manifested itself as as starving African yeah kid. so do you think it would it will literally be like a child from Africa or oh that... um <clears throat> I don't know it's it's I don't think it will be anyone from Africa it's just it's I, I feel like it's just gonna it's, it's just gonna be wherever it is like yeah. I don't think Africa is gonna be like the place I just feel like wherever it's gonna happen it's just gonna be from somewhere Maybe yeah. that's what my brain decided to like project at that time. Um, but yeah. Now you've had dreams before. I, th- I think you've discussed this before where you've had um, premonition type dreams. Yes. Right. There was yeah. one involving a wedding or a, a girl. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So, okay. Okay. I have, I actually have like two like of those dreams where like I like dreamt about someone or dreamt about a future event. Um, so like the one you're talking about was, um, my friend Omero, we I was gonna meet some of his friends, and I like in my dream I dreamt about meeting some girl who was like kind of short, 
with like wavy hair and she had tattoos on her arm. And then I was like, I called them. I was like, dude, I had this dream about your friend Vanessa. And this is what I dreamt about. It was like she, and like, I even like dreamt about her having like a green, like a, like a green shirt and some like pants. And I told him about that. He goes, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why? He goes, she's like, that's literally like who she is. Like, she's like, she, it's not a bunch of tattoos, but she has some tattoos and she has like wavy hair with some highlights and she's like pretty skinny and short. And I'm like, whoa, that's ah, crazy. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other dream I do remember, um, when I was in fifth grade, I, um, I haven't talked about this in a long time, but, um, <laughs> I had a friend named Jonathan, um, who, um, died from cancer. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, um, I remember him being in a hospital and just like waiting. Um, I was like waiting to hear from him and the, the night before he died, in my dream, someone called me and was like, hey, he didn't make it. Um, and I remember having that dream and it's like, well, that was weird. And then that day, um, our like smart group leader called and was like, hey, Jonathan didn't make it. And mm. and I was just like, I I don't know. And I never thought of it. I, I never thought about that afterwards. I just like, pro- I was just like processed that I had a dream of my friend and that was weird. But like, mm. like I don't know. The older I get, the more I re- like I. I jokingly say I'm a psychic, but it's just a joke. But like I, I don't know how to describe it. But it's like as Christians would say, I'm prophetic. But whatever, I don't know. But I don't know where I'm going. I just got too emotional and lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> thank you for sharing that good. story. That's yeah, great. Um, so that's like that was that was like pretty cool. Mm. Um, and I think that's when I started like noticing my like try at least I like, try to notice my dreams is if I ever have a weird dream then I'm like more aware of like what's gonna happen now yeah like, yeah um, yeah so that happened cool mm-hmm. so we've had uh, special dreams about family members <clears throat> special dreams about potential future events and friends. Mm-hmm. Mark, what was your memorable, meaningful dream? Yeah, kind of uh, along the lines of Marcus. I'm going to start from the middle, go beginning and end. I know okay. it's unorthodox when you're telling a story, unorthodox when you're telling a story. But um, last October, I was with uh, some friends and we went to this uh, uh, outdoor event where they had a DJ. And as you go in the door, there was a tarot card reader that was to the left of the door and you really can't see her as you're going into the venue. You can see her as you're going out to the venue, which would be on your right-hand side. I felt this weird presence Mm. right when I was walking through the door and it made me turn left and she felt a presence and we locked eyes. And I'm like, huh, okay, that's weird. And so um, one of my friends, she said, um, Mark, that's a tarot card reader. You guys like, there's something going on there. I'm like, oh, she said she get a reading. I go, no, I'm I'm Catholic. Like I've had readings before, but they scare me. I thought, you know, I'm like you know, Catholic faith. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to believe and do that type that's of stuff. Demonic, yeah. Yeah, that's demonic. Yeah. yeah like and demonic. but then again, as a Catholic, you're not supposed to be gay either. Yeah. So, um, but you know, and here I am. So, but you know, so I I'm like, so I had a couple drinks, got a little buzz, and I'm like, what the heck? Because she kept on staring at me all yeah. evening. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go over. So I go over to her and she goes, what took you so long? I'm like, oh, I don't know if I believe in these. She goes, sit down. I'm going to give you a 12 card tarot card reading. And she, she says, 
you know, let me see your hands. Can I see your hands? I'm like, yeah. And she looks at my hand. She goes, oh, wow. She goes, see this right here? I'm like, yeah. She goes, that's a huge W. You're a wizard. She goes, do you ever have dreams and they come true? I'm like, like deja vu. I'm like, oh my God, all the time since I was a little kid. She goes, that's because when you dream something and it's very vivid and they eventually will come true. You're a wizard. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, you're a wizard. Like, you're a wizard. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking in my mind at the time, I'm like, oh my God, I got all this power. I can change the world. I'm a wizard, you know? I need to get a robe. I need to get a robe. I need to get a wand. Yeah. I'm going to Universal Studios first thing tomorrow. Um, And so so then as she's doing the reading, she said... You know, she goes, you're, you get anxiety with uh, dating apps. You're on some dating apps, aren't you? I'm like, oh yeah, I hate them. I get, Mm -hmm. she goes, get off of them. Get off the dating apps. I'm like, why? She goes, because the guy is finding, he's trying to find you right now. Like he's going to find you. Like Mm -hmm. you're not going to find whoever you're looking for. He's looking for you right now. Mm -hmm. And if you drive by a coffee shop or a store and you have this urge to go in, pull in and go in because he's probably in there. I was like, wow. She goes, and then she goes, um, and and I see these cars. Oh, wow. Travel car. You're not going to live here. He's actually going to be your husband and you're going to live somewhere in Europe. I'm looking maybe, looks like I'm getting the sense of Spain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. I said, that's eerie because I've been dreaming for past five years. Mm-hmm. They're so vivid that I am married to a man. We're, we're very much in love. We live in Spain. We live on a house with huge windows off our bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I have this dream where I'm waking up and I go to the bedroom window and it's the ocean. And he comes and puts his arm from behind me Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm just so happy with him. And then we can look down to the city. It's a small city with cobblestone, uh, a cobblestone walkway. And it's an old fashioned city, like a town, like a little town. And for her to say that, well, I was part of Landmark. So I came out um, for the audience. I'm a gay man. Came out in 2017 Mm -hmm. after being married for 23 years. Damn. But, um, and so uh, this, this, this gentleman, he was my coach in Landmark. And he has this ability to put you in a trance to, to, to kind of not, he puts you in this trance where you can dream your future. Mm -hmm. And I dreamed that exact same dream it was eerie so i've had this dream for a long time now i'm like okay where's this man hurry up get my life i'm 56 i'm not getting any younger like come on i'll move to spain on a house on top of a mountain but no it's really weird and i've experienced deja vu dreams my whole life like it was just the other day i was at this place in texas and i'm like i have been here before oh my god but I've never been there. Yeah. I know I've never been there, but I've dreamed that I've been at this place mm-hmm. doing the same exact thing. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's been eerie. So, you know, it's weird. And I'm not on any dating sites now, not only, not because of, and that's, I don't want to get off topic. That's mm-hmm. for another discussion. But, you know, just, um, I got tired of the whole gay life, dating life yeah. mm-hmm. and decided just, you know, if I'm going to find a man, it's going to, ha- he's going to have to either come to me mm-hmm. or I'm going to have to find him somewhere yeah. where I'm at. And, you know, yeah. in a coffee shop, shop somewhere. <laughs> right. But that dream has been with me and it's so eerie and I can't stop thinking about it, you know, because it's, but you know, another interesting fact that I haven't had this dream or any other dream for probably the last six months. I haven't had any dreams. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, why am I not having any dreams? That's you remember. 
that I can remember. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And um, what's interesting is I, I, I teach school, high school English, and this uh, I become very close friends. We call ourselves work besties now. Mm-hmm. She has her classroom right next to me. Her name is Makisha Jones, and she um, she she believes in dreams and has dreams all the time. I just started dreaming again since I met her. That's so cool. So yeah. weird. So yeah. weird. Yeah. Like, why all of a sudden? And I told her, she goes, wow. She goes, yep. And I'm having these dreams again. Cool. Since meeting her, you know, so and cool. talking about dreams. Yeah. yeah. I, um, so when, when you're, when you mentioned the, um, like the guy putting you in a trance and you dream about your future, like I kind of had an experience like that. So like, I, God, I used to, I, so I, like, I used to be, like, not, like, deep into, like, the Christian, whatever, but, like, the, the summer camp I worked at was, like, for Christians and Christian camp, and I remember one night, like, one of our leaders, she was, like, leading us through her meditation, and she goes, she goes, all you need to do is just lay down and just let, ha- whatever happens, just let it happen, and so she was, like, mm-hmm. speaking over us and everything, and I remember having this dream where, like, these two little kids came up to me, and were like, oh, my God, Daddy, you're so old. And I, and I was like, and it, it, it was one of those, it just felt so, like, real. And I, I mean, obviously I started crying because, like, it's like, I, for so long, like, well, like my, like, my, like, desire, like, I really want to be a dad. Like, that's, like, one of, like, one of my life goals is be a dad. And, like, I never really, like, spoke that to anyone. And so, like, when I had that dream, I was like, oh, that's so, wow. it's like, so it's like one of those, it's like, I'm just waiting, like. We need to have a conversation because you may not want to be a dad. I have two kids, so you well, may want to say, oh, "No, I'm just kidding." I love my kids. But. Uh, it, um, <laughs> I think it's more like right now. I don't want to be a dad, but like once I get older, I want to be like I want to be a dad when I'm older. Like, and like I don't want to be like, I don't want a bunch of kids. I just want like two, like either one adopted, one of my own, or like mm. both adopted. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, good dream. Yeah, yeah, cool. that is a good dream. Yeah. Nice. Yes. So- Family, friends, premonitions, interesting. And talking about remembering dreams too, like um, uh, today's dream tip. If you're having trouble remembering your dreams, sleep with a notepad next to you. As mm. soon as you wake up, get the notepad. Think, think no other thoughts. Don't think about your day. Don't think about yesterday. Just tune in to what, what just occurred. And um, another tip. If that doesn't get you going to remember what you've dreamt, is to have a list of trigger words on that same notebook. So you'll find that you'll you'll tend to dream about common themes. One for me is losing, uh, misplacing my car. Uh, I can't remember where I parked, and so I have that on my trigger list. Um, I dream about a childhood friend of mine, Skip, fairly regularly. So Skip's on my list. And it's been helpful for me to scan through my list of trigger words. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'll read a word and boom, it's like a fishing line that hooks the dream I had and it reels it in. And then mm. I just, I just remember, and I'm amazed at how much I can unpack with, um, an initial trigger catch. Mm. And I've, I've had notebook pages that are two, three pages long. And when I first woke up, you know, I, there was, I had no connection to the memory but then read this the trigger word and boom i'm writing for 30 minutes sometimes that's a good uh good tip because i'm it's so funny because i'm i'm teaching how to set up a notebook in my english class Mm -hmm. so they can do creative writing and i showed a video and on the video is kurt cobain has an ammo box 
and he has all these notebooks, papers, pads, and he writes down everything from dreams to what he's thinking. That's how he makes his songs, and he keeps them all. And when he wants to make a song or he wants to do something, he'll pull these out and look at them, but he always keeps some form of paper on him because if he has a thought, he writes it down. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Also, yeah. for those of us who lives in 2022, you can also text yourself. Oh, I do that a lot. <laughs> I usually text. I usually text myself the dream I had, or I text one of my best friends who like I've always told her my dreams, and she goes, mm. she goes, how do you like? She she's like, do you ever wake up like sh- tired and stressed? I'm like, what do you mean? Because she's like, because your dream just there's so much shit happening. Mm. Like, how are you uh-huh. not tired? I said, I don't know. I wake up and ready to run, but like, I usually just text her. So. That's also a tip. Mm. Text yourself. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I you. like that. Yeah. Um, you can record. You can just oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know people that do that, too. Yeah, yeah, record. Yeah, and then that way you're not having to turn on a light. Right. And That's true. You can just, you know, just That's go true. with it. I've done that as well. But what happens... It's so funny. Well, it's getting off topic a little bit, but technology, right? Yeah. Remember the little recorders? The little tape recorders, yeah, the little yeah, tape. Press, they, so easy, just yeah. and then turn it off. Now yeah. you have to open your phone, uh-huh. find the app, uh, then you get the app, then you gotta press. It's right, just yeah. it might yeah. be easier to have just a, a dedicated digital recorder. Recorder, right? Just sit right if they by make your them, bed. yeah, yeah. Do they? Right. I, I mean, I mean, I'm why sure not? Like, yeah, Mimbo. Yeah, right? I missed it. Something days. where you yeah. just you don't have to turn a screen on, you don't have to launch mm-hmm. an app, you just hit a button, right? And go whatever you can do to to as soon as you can get to the recording process. Because mm-hmm. I have I have found that even like getting out of bed to get a notebook to write is enough time for me to to forget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's crazy how yes. quickly you right. forget your dreams. Well, and you know, you, and that's a good point. You know, if anything, I'm writing two books, and I'll think of something. Oh, I'm gonna put that in my book, and I forget it by the end of the day. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, what was that? I was gonna put in my book. Yeah. You write a book about. Uh, it's called The Art of Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a book about my past from childhood all the way coming out, and then the other book is called I'm Not Gay. Mm, and it's my struggles through the gay world. Yeah. Cool. How far along are you with both of those? Well, not too far along. <laughs> I mean, I've got the concept uh, more mm. far along. Of course, the second book uh, was by a, a recommended by a friend. I was going to have everything in one book, and The Art yeah. of Forgiveness, how I came out. And she goes, he, yeah, and, and uh, she goes, Mark, you need to separate those in two books because yeah, your experiences as yeah. a gay man and how you think, you know, like, I, I didn't ask to be gay. I don't want to be gay. I wish, and that's... You know, I'll be talking about that on my show, straight yeah, yeah. up with Marky Mark. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I never, I didn't ask to be gay. And yeah. it's been such a struggle coming out, Dude, you know. I relate to that so much. And I think it's, just, I think it's like the the religious aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, well, here, we're getting off topic again. Well, no, it, no, you're right. But talking about dreams to get yeah. back on track. You know what? I had dreams while I was married, mm-hmm. being with a guy and getting married with a guy. I would dream about, and it would make me so happy that mm-hmm. I started getting depressed yes. in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes. With yes. my, like, oh my God, can I, is this like dream how, ever going to come how true? Gonna how am I going to make this? I wanted to make the dream a reality, yeah. but I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm in this marriage. I'm stuck. I... I said, for good or for worse, this is what I chose. And yeah. I'm a Catholic. I, I don't want, and yeah. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to go to hell. Yeah. But I always had these dreams of being with a man. Uh-huh. And we're so happy. And yeah. Yeah. And the dream I told you about, this, those dreams started when I was married during the last five years of my marriage. Yeah. yeah. I've had those dreams for a while. I said four years, but it's actually longer than that. Yeah. I've had that dream, that specific dream for a while. Mm-hmm. I, um, yes, I do. I relate to like the, like the whole like religious and not and be like, well, 
fuck. My life is doomed. I hate my life. I hate myself. I hate everything about my life. Um, but I started my therapy this year, so that was great. Oh, nice. Um, but like, okay, so I just, just, I just thought of another dream I had. And it's like one of those, like, it felt so real. Like, you ever have those dreams where it's like, like, you can feel the emotion and like everything in the dream? So in this dream, I, I was, so I have a lot of dreams where I like, I have superpowers, but I was a therapist um, and my, have you talked about this stream, Sam? You may have. Keep, I think keep I'm, okay. Um, but like my superpower was like, I can like act, astral project myself into this realm where people are trapped and my job was just to help them like figure out their unfinished business. And like, once they do that, I can bring them back into the real world. Um, and I, I had this one patient who was just like, like beat him as like, like, this, he basically was who I was in real life. Like, they were like, I hate myself. I hate my life. Like, I hate the way I look and everything, all that stuff. And I just remember, like, telling him, like, those things are not true. Like, and I was like, you're actually not ugly. Like, you're actually pretty good looking and everything. And the dream ended with, like, me being his unfinished business. Like, I, and, like, I, me as a therapist ended up being the person that he was looking for. And the dream ended with us, like, walking out into the real world, like, holding hands and I, like, I have never felt so happy before in my life. Um, and so I was like, I was like, it was, and it, what's weird for me is that I had that dream right before I started going to therapy. Um, and so like, now I'm in therapy and like my therapist is super cool, but like he's married. So it's like, whatever. It's not gonna, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work out. But it's, it's like, it's like. I think to myself, okay, is this a dream that was just, like, really vivid, or is this one of those dreams that's gonna, like, come true in real life? And, like, I keep, like, telling myself, don't think of your therapist that way. He's your therapist. He's not gonna be the, he's not gonna, like, be the love of your life or whatever. But it's, like, the back of my head, it was like, oh, it'd be cool if that did happen. But Yeah, uh, no, I, yeah. but that's what's so great about dreams, is mm -hmm. that sometimes... It's like, you don't know when a dream's going to happen, right? Yeah. Like, we can't just say, oh, I'm going to dream about this. We right. try, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work out. But I've been in many situations where it, I'm driving, How and you're daydreaming, and you're like, you know, you see this hot guy or whatever, like, oh, he's going to sweep me off my feet. He's going to come up to you. No, right? Yeah, like, you, like it's just like, oh, my God, he's going to, like, oh, yeah, he's going to be the love of my life. And That's a good topic for or, a future episode. Yeah. Daydreams. Daydreams. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can go on about daydreams. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sometimes they're dangerous because you're all of a sudden, you're like, Oh, where am I? You know, yeah, because you just, they get really intense. Probably engage the, you know, the yeah. visual part of your the brain. The visual part of your like, brain, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I, sometimes, so like, what's weird is like, when I'm driving, sometimes, you ever have those moments where you're driving and you're like, you like, get back to reality and you're like, your body just goes on autopilot and just drives and your brain is just like, right. wandering. Like, how did I do yeah, that? Yeah, that, that, that happens to me a lot, <laughs> where it's like, I might, I might, I just like, I don't have a radio in my car, so either I'm listening to my airports, I just like, think a lot. So, like, I have a lot of times where, like, I'm thinking about, like, dreams I've had or I just, like, randomly just, like, start just playing, like, like dreams in my head and I'm just driving and next thing you know, I'm just, like, I'm on the highway. I should focus. Time to focus. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've made an effort to really, like, pay attention to the road because it's easy for me to drift while I'm driving. And 
uh, a course driving Ruby is so serene. I was gonna say, so, excuse me, yeah. but Ruby will overcorrect that type of situation. She's, yeah, she she makes noises yeah. if I get too close to somebody. Ruby's uh, a car, by the way. Yeah. Uh, wait, a Tesla, a Tesla car, Tesla. by the way. Sorry, not yeah. just a car. Yes, just not a car. Oh, yes. Beautiful red. Luscious. She's beautiful. Yeah, she she's beautiful. Yeah. I wish she was a guy, but she's beautiful. Yeah. Most of the people that I've described <laughs> her to have been like, like, wish that she was a guy. Yeah. So, but now she's a. She's definitely my baby. Yeah, good. Baby. Why is it that? Why is it that whenever people describe an object as a person, it's always a she? Like, no, like, right? Like Cars are always she. Oh, she's this. She's like, yeah. 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 Like, why can't it be a he? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And my car is named Dolores. Like, yeah. I, I really love like old women names for some reason. Sure. Uh-huh. So when I got her, well, I was Ruby's like, kind of an older name. Yeah, too, right? yeah, it is. Ruby's yeah. an older name. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, Dolores, and like I, I don't know something about saying. Whenever my car is dirty, I go, ooh, Dolores, you dirty bitch. And, um, <laughs> I don't know. Something about that is uh-huh. like very entertaining. But like, I don't know why. It's just like everyone's brain automatically yeah. assumes that objects are women. Yeah. I saw in a parking lot once and just a totally filthy car and someone had written in it, probably the owner, mm-hmm. uh, I wish my wife was this dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, like ships, you know, mm-hmm. ships are all, are, I think, aren't ships traditionally named she's no um like ss ss something i don't think so i don't know but i when i think of your car ruby i think of a diner or a soda shop back Uh in the 40s and 50s yeah yeah i went with ruby because ruby red yeah yeah ruby red yeah cool well thanks thanks you guys for uh making it another great episode thanks for inviting me wow i didn't know it was gonna be 45 minutes so yeah that was a lot longer than First time. That's right. And viewers listening, you, you may get a, you may be like, what? It's not 45 minutes. This episode was 30 minutes. That's because, that's because of um, editing. Right. So. Oh, just kidding. They're going to edit me out, but don't worry. I'm, Wait, I'm no, okay. No, 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 no. I'm no. kidding. We can't I'm kidding. You out. You're part of the show. Right. Oh, we could edit it out. We could. Know, <laughs> you like, could. No, like, I, it. yeah. I that's, have the skills. That's yeah. right. Uh-huh. All right. Well, until next time, keep dreaming. <laughs>